Now, does that mean that everything out here is non-existent? No, it's all there. It's just that our limitations have set us to say, hey, this is all you're capable of. You're not good enough. You don't deserve this. So this is all we see. But as you start to remove those layers, you open up that, that aperture, all of a sudden what happens is all the opportunities, the relationships, the good health, everything that's already there, now you're just opening your mind to see it. And that's what really happens is when people remove these limitations, suddenly they start having opportunities come their way and, and the circumstances and events to, to lead them to create the lives that they want. So um, yeah, and, and maybe at some point I'll share with you guys the, the whole sleep hypnosis story because that's a, that's a very fascinating thing that almost defies science and, and logic, you know what I mean? Welcome to the Success Flow Podcast, where our mission is simple, to be better each day and relay our findings with other relentless humans defining success for themselves. If that sounds like you, let's begin. All right, we're back at it on the Success Flow Podcast and uh, never been more excited. No slight to any of the other guests we've had, but the amount that we talk about coaching on this podcast and uh, the impact some of those coaches have had, I could not be more thrilled to have one of my uh, most recent coaches, Dom the Hypnotist, on the show today. How are you doing today, Dom? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on, Phil. Uh, it's been uh, it's been time in the making, so it's cool to be here with you guys, and then finally meet Stephen too. Yeah, man, I, I'm excited to have you on too. Phil's like he's your number one groupie. Talks about you all the time. He goes to your seminars and comes back and shares all the great stuff. And you know, we've been wanting to get you on for uh, for some time, and we're just super blessed and uh, honored to have you on the podcast and just kind of diving into a topic that not a lot of people know about. I'm myself included. I mean, it, I, I, I've never actually been hypnotized. I don't know truly the benefits of it and, and how that all works. So we're excited just to share some knowledge. And this podcast is all about, you know, what defines success for people. And this is an aspect of that. And uh, you've got some heavy hitters that you've hypnotized under your belt. So I'm excited to dive into some stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, the best analogy I could give you for hypnosis is, you know, our brain is the most powerful computer on planet Earth, right? And some people would say, well, the MacBook or, the, or this thing or that thing. Well, guess what? Who created the MacBook? Our brains did. Somebody's brain out there. So what happens is, though, is that when we're born, nobody gives us the instruction manual to our computer brain. And so we just kind of go through life just flailing around, not really understanding what's going on. And a few things happen. One is as we go through life and we have life experiences, uh, some are good, some are bad. Everything is always down to our perspective, what we want to define as good or bad. But what happens is we start to get all these files that pile up in our mind, right? Just like they do on a computer. And if you have a bunch of files, old files that pile up in your computer that you no longer use, what's it going to do to your computer? You guys tell me. Slow it down. It's going to slow it down. I'll tell you, I'll give you the answer. Yeah, it's going to slow it down. So one of the things through hypnosis, because you, uh, Stephen mentioned not really knowing much about it, is we go through, we delete all the old files. We, we just get rid of them. So now your computer brain can start running and functioning at a higher level. Also, you know, you ever hear people like, oh man, I have such a bad memory and I don't remember things and this and that. It's not that. It's just they have so much minutia, so much unresolved stuff that they haven't got rid of, that when you get rid of that, now you're you're opening up your compu computer brain to take on new information that you can actually memorize. The second thing is that as we go through life, just like on our computers, we get viruses uh, in, in the mind. And those viruses turn into physical pain. They turn into uh, cancers, lupus, all these kinds of illnesses and, and diseases. And so one of the other things with hypnosis is we identify what those viruses are and we remove them from our computer brain. And then third is we, once we remove viruses, we got to figure out, okay, how do we protect ourselves from new viruses? Because there's constant stuff from social media, from the actual media, from the indoctrination, from Hollywood, your friends, your family. And we have to understand how to block that, how to put up that, that security system so none of those thoughts get into our mind and start to fester. And then the last thing with hypnosis is 
once we've complete we've we've cleared out all the old garbage we've removed any viruses we set the protection so no new viruses come in the last thing is how do we upgrade our computer brain as we go through right how do we okay we're at this level like phil's experience there, there, there's a saying new levels new devils right so you get to this level how do we upgrade so that we can get past that and then once you get to this level we need to upgrade it again and and so one of the things that uh, that I'm doing now is more training people how to do that for themselves. Not only me doing it with them, like you can hand your computer over to like a, 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 the geek squad and they can do everything I just told you, but you can also learn how to do that for yourself so that you can self, you know, self cleanse, self heal and, and keep upgrading. So that's the best analogy I could use for, for what hypnosis actually is. That's a great, great starting point to kick us off. And I think uh, that speaks a lot to what you're doing right now. You're not trying to work with the same individuals for six months or year after year after year, even though some people are, are wanting to do that. You're, you're teaching folks how to take that power over themselves in their own mind, but you didn't know how to do that. Uh, this isn't something you, you aspired to do and said, I'm going to, I'm going to grow up and be Dom the hypnotist. So could you take the listeners back onto kind of your journey to hypnosis? Because it's the, the similarities are, are amazing. And I love, uh, I love hearing your kind of approach and journey toward this craft. Yeah. So I, I I'll start from the very beginning and I, and I usually say this, um, whenever I tell this story, but you know, my, my parents had me when they were 15 and 17 years old. So my mom was 15 and uh, not only that, but my grandmother had my mom when she was 16. And then my great grandmother who's still alive till this day had my grandmother when she was a teenager as well. So as you can imagine, growing up with three generations of teen moms, teen parents, I didn't grow up with the best mindset or, you know, I didn't have all this self-esteem and confidence, right? Because I'm being, I'm a child being raised by another child and they don't know what they're doing. Right. Um, and, and growing up, it was, just kind of the same stuff we all go through, right? Feeling insecure and we moved around a lot. So I was always a new kid in school trying to fit in and all that kind of weird stuff. And then when I was 18 years old and I graduated high school, I started selling life insurance. And as most of us do when we get into per, uh, business or sales or whatever, we get into personal development, right? And, you know, back in the day, I would uh, I would drive around and I have like my CD, my, my I'd have like a Remember those old CD binders where you'd put all your little CDs in and you have like a hundred oh, of them. Yeah. I had like a $2,000, yeah. you know, worth of like audio books from Tony Robbins and the Grant Cardones and everybody. And what would happen is when I would listen to that information, I'd be really inspired. It would keep me focused. I'd be motivated. But then as soon as I stopped listening to it for a few days, I would kind of go back into my old ways and my old mindset. And the other thing that happened, which I'll, I'll explain a little bit more here in, in a bit as to why this is important. A lot of times I would listen to the information and subconsciously, I didn't know what this was at the time. I just, you know, whatever, but subconsciously I, I would find myself saying things like, Oh yeah, that'll work for them, but not for me. Or, Oh, that person just got lucky or, you know, maybe his dad, his dad probably got it for him or that's why he's successful. Like I would just rationalize why I wasn't successful. Right. And so my journey from basically 18 to 30 was just like, I would have success and then at some point I would kind of sabotage it, lose it. And I'm, and then I would, and I would be like, Oh shoot, I got to do something. And then I'd have success and I'd sabotage it, and lose it. And it was just like an up and down process for the, for till I was 30 years old. Well, then the last two years that I was selling insurance, I had some other businesses I tried to do and I failed. So I just went back to insurance and uh, the last two years I was selling insurance. I just, I hated my life. You know, I, I, I uh, would drive around every day just thinking to myself like, dude, I do not want to do this for 20 or 30 more years. Like there's gotta be something else, you know, and, and I'd have all these ideas, but nothing ever really stuck. And, um, the other thing was, I don't know why, and maybe you guys feel this way, but I always felt like I was meant to do something more or be something more like something. I just didn't know what it was. So then, uh, I think it was November, October of 2018, my mom calls me and she's like, Hey son, I have great news to share with you. I'm like, what's up? And she goes, uh, uh, I went to this course in NLP and hypnosis and oh my God, it was so amazing. It changed my life. You got to go to it. So I'm like, okay, cool mom. Uh, you know, how, like how much is it? What, what do I got to do? Whatever. Right. She's like, Oh, it's like 3,500 bucks. And so I said, okay, mom, you know, 
I'll, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll let you know if I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mom didn't know this, but at the time, one month prior, I was so broke and so broken that I just basically like gave up on everything. I, I, I called the bank to come get my car because I couldn't make my $600 car payment. Um, I let all my credit cards go. It was like 40 something thousand dollars of debt. I owed money to the IRS, everything. And I was just like, all right, dude, I quit, right? So, um, and I didn't want to tell my mom that. I told her, okay, yeah, I'll let you know. Cause I just didn't want to admit that that was where I was in my life. You know, like I'm 30 years old and I don't got 3,500 bucks. Like I felt, I was, I felt ashamed, you know, embarrassed. And, and the other thing is my mom, she had me when she was 15 and then she joined the military to make a better life for us. And then, you know, she was married a couple of times, but in between that process, she worked multiple jobs. She went to school at night to get her bachelor's. Then she got her master's and then she started her own business and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, my mom did all that with kids and I can't even scrap, scrape up fucking three G's. Like Jesus Christ, this is sad, right? So then uh, a month goes by or whatever it was. And uh, Christmas of 2018, she, my, the Christmas gift my mom got me was an introductory course to hypnosis. So I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. You know, uh, uh, maybe I'll go learn a cool party trick or something, you know, cause up until this point I thought hypnosis, well, let me back up a second. I, I've always been fascinated with the mind, hypnosis, NLP, all that kind of stuff, body language. That's like my favorite stuff forever. And I would watch videos on YouTube and stuff and I'd be like, ah, they're paid actors or it's fake, it's scripted, it's, you know, whatever. But then one time when I first moved to Vegas, I went to a hypnosis show with my girl and, you know, I'm standing there and I'm like 20, 30 feet away from the stage. And this guy brings people up on and he hypnotizes them. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, these are not actors. Like this is really happening. Now at the time I thought he had mind control and, and he's like demonic powers and stuff, which is just not true. <laughs> but and, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so I went to it thinking it was going to be that, like, I'm going to learn how to like grab somebody's hand and go sleep. Right. Or whatever. But, uh, and I, and I, when I went to the course, I had zero expectation that I was going to do this for a living. Like literally the, the furthest thing from my mind was like, I'm going to become a hypnotist. You know, that, that was just kind of corny to me, to be honest. And so I went to the course and dude, in those two and a half days, I completely just transformed as a person. Like when I got out of that course, I walked different, I talked different, I looked different, I felt different. Every, like my energy, everything was different. And so I, uh, I made a decision that day. I said, you know what, this is what I've been put on this earth to do. It was like, I got lucky, dude. I got lucky. A lot of people go through their whole entire life, never finding their purpose. And I just, whatever, my mom hooked me up and I, and I did, you know, and then, um, and then, you know, and that's, that's, that's how I got started from there. Yeah. Well, you, you got lucky and I know Steven's going to jump in here with an opportunity pivoting on opportunity, uh, in a second, but you've also worked your tail off as soon as you found this opening and that drive, you've just been gung ho putting everything you have into it. And that's literally the epitome of this podcast. So Steven, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, obviously, thank you for sharing your backstory. Your mom sounds like a badass, by the way, and uh, thank her for yes. her service. That's incredible. Um, I, I've got some family members, not my immediate family, but cousins who had kids young, too, and saw some of that indirectly of what the challenges are there. Um, and so it, hats off to her for sure. But yeah, I mean, Phil's right. I, I'm a big advocate of like reflecting on your pivotal moments and the opportunities that you said yes to. I don't think anyone gets lucky. It's just creating opportunity from opportunity. And you just and you did just that. And when you can recognize, mm -hmm. even when it doesn't see it right in front of you, like you're like, mom, what is, you know, what is this hypnosis class? Like, what? it's like out of the, like out of nowhere. Why would that even make sense? But it yeah. was someone that you knew, like, and trust that said, hey, I want you to try this. And you're like, okay, well, let's just be open-minded about it and give it a shot. And then here you are, you're like, now this is like my calling. I've found my massive transformative purpose. And now I'm just going to serve that and you're helping others. So it's really cool to see. Um, but you're right. I was, you know, kind of like you see the guys on stage and you're like, is this, is this real? Are they faking? And you having the ability to just know when they are and know when they're not like, are they acting? Or are they not? Is, you know, that probably yeah. helped you become very successful in this field because you recognized it 
all your life, who was acting and who was it and just anything that they were, they were doing. Well, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. And over the years, you know, even though the insurance stuff was a, a high and low a lot, I worked with thousands of people doing sales, you know, selling insurance. And when you do that, you just become uh, a very high level at reading body language and tonality and facial expressions. And, and you become, and not only that, that develops into your intuition as well to where like, you just know, right. You just know certain things about certain people. And that really was, you know, that was just kind of like my 12 years of boot camp that was getting me ready for hypnosis. And, and you're right. Like I say, I got lucky because I got lucky in the sense of my mom got me the course and it all, that all just transpired randomly. But what led after that was definitely not luck because I took yeah. massive action right away. Like when I got out of the course in the first two weeks, I hypnotized over a hundred people for free. I was just like, Every single moment, I just became completely obsessed with it. It was like like something took over. You know, it was, it was weird. And um, well, and that then, was probably the catalyst to your success. Was that was probably the catalyst? Is like right when you got back, how many people go to seminars, kind of like you, listen to those audiobooks or on CDs, and then two days later you forget about them, and then nothing happens. There's no implementation, right? So when you dove uh -huh. in and you got the course, and you're like massive action right away, just continued that trajectory of where you are now. Dude, hundred percent. Awesome. Like if anybody wants to make something happen, I saw uh, man, I wish I could remember this. So Rob Deerdick said there's like five steps to, to basically going through like a success cycle or something. And he basically said, step one is you're really, really excited about it or whatever. Step two is you get to, um, you start taking action on it. You start moving forward. Step three, which is where most people quit is you realize it's harder than you thought it was going to be. And this is where yeah. a lot of people fall off, right? They're excited. The step one, oh my God, I found the thing, the, the golden ticket. And then they start taking action and then they hit roadblocks and they go, oh shit, this is hard. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm going to just go back so to the true. old ways, right? And then step four is actually seeing it through, getting through that, that hard phase. And then step five is like, boom, you've got it. It's successful. It's on autopilot. It's, it's unconscious competence. And that's what happened. You know, I just basically, I got the excitement. I took action. I realized, oh shoot, this might be a little harder than I thought, but I was so excited about it. I just kept going. And then I, and I was able to, to see it through, you know? Absolutely. And that's step three that call it Valley of despair. When the resistance kicks in, that's when a lot of people are, are reaching out to Dom. And what, what I realized when I had the opportunity to work with one of Dom's team members or him, uh, you know, made the extra investment because I can, I can see where, where Dom is headed. And when we first engaged, I thought, oh, this is going to be a next step up from the flow state training. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to improve my focus and be even more productive. And that's where I thought we were going. Uh, little did I know out of the gate, we had to go way backwards. And by the second phone call, I'm in tears. Uh, angry that I'm sitting here crying with a guy that I've never met in person at the, at the time, <laughs> feeling all the emotions, but, but realizing it hit me very, very squarely. And that Dom reiterates is most of the time, almost every time we're fighting things that happened to us before we're seven years old and they have perpetuated compounded uh, and we've never addressed them. And that can lead to most people's problems. So I wanted to kick it over to you, Dom, Talk about that, how often people are pushing back. Oh, there's no way I have anything before seven. And and some of the examples that you have of, of people that have combated that when you sit down to talk to them. Yeah, you know, it's it's every even including me and I and I consistently am leveling up and leveling up. It's just what happens is there's this like kind of there's this uh, this is called the cycle of the cycle of life, cycle of success. It's basically let's say you're down here at this really low point and through that low point is where we're like, okay, all hands on deck. We got to figure this out. And then boom, we get a huge surge. We get a breakthrough. And then we kind of flatline for a little while and we kind of go through that. We're at that new level. And then it seems as though things are starting to fall apart. We're starting to go back down and kind of in, in reverse. 
And that's where we go, oh my God, all hands on deck. And then boom, we get that next breakthrough. And this is kind of a cycle that plays out over and over again for people. And so what, even for myself, even though I do this, I go through that same cycle. Like I go through the, the, the parts where it's like, okay, I'm coasting. I don't, there's no blocks coming up. Everything's fine. And then stuff starts to fall apart. I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And then I go in my mind and I clear it and then boom, I get that next breakthrough, right? But uh, here's what happens. Not only is it zero to seven, it's also genetic trauma and genetic memories that are passed down through our DNA as a survival mechanism, right? So there's a there's many different studies on this on epigenetics, but one of one one study that they did or experiment is they take uh, chickens and they breed them for ten generations, and they have them in these giant chicken coops. There's no they don't see any outside anything. It's just other chickens, right? No, no, they're not exposed to the elements. So they'll breed them for 10 generations. And then what they'll do is they'll, they'll fly over like a, a shape of something. So they'll fly over a circle over the chicken coop. Chickens don't react. They fly a square over the chicken coop. Chickens don't react. They fly a triangle, nothing happens. But as soon as they fly a hawk, the chickens start freaking <laughs> out, right? Now, how is yeah. it that 10 generations removed from the elements that the chickens know, hey, when you see that, it's a threat? It's because for hundreds, if not thousands of generations, chickens have been hanging out with their, their family just on the farm or whatever. And then they see a hawk swoop down and swoop up grandma. And they go, oh, shh. Oh, my God. Next time we see that, we got to hide. We got to run. So it's the same thing with humans. When when we go through our, our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents, our great great grandparents, whatever traumas and, and limitations that they have, not ever, all of them necessarily, but that stuff gets passed down to us. And then what happens is we will unconsciously means we're not aware of it. We'll live out like these limitations and these traumas over and over again. So one of the things we always do with people is we go deep and we go back into like, hey. Where, where did this start? Was it a, a, a three, you know, zero to seven thing? Was it your mom while she was pregnant with you? Was it before you were born? And we get people to, to find these memories. And the crazy thing is, and, I, and I've done this with so many people, I can't even count. I've had so many people <clears throat> tap into genetic memories that nobody ever told them that, you know, they never knew anything about like some really personal stuff with their parents, their grandparents that they would not, nobody would tell their kids this kind of stuff. And they tap into the memory and they go and verify it with their mom, their dad, their grandpa, whoever. And every, it's never not checked out. Every single time I've had somebody find a genetic memory they didn't know about and they asked the person, it was 100% real. That is wild. We start the, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just thinking back, like, and it's even like you're saying memories that where you weren't even on this planet yet. It was just generational type memories. You can tap into that. How do you do this, Dom? Do you do this one-on-one? Do you do this at your workshop seminars? Do you do this virtual? I mean, how do you get this level of, you know, getting this deep with somebody? Yeah, you could do it in, in a group setting. The thing with groups though, so some of the stuff that people go through is really traumatic, right? Think of like the worst things you could possibly think of. And uh, when you're dealing with like real, real, really bad trauma, um, you just got to be kind of, you know, just a little bit careful because you could put somebody back into that moment and they kind of go relive the trauma, but it's so easy. It's so simple. It's literally just asking yourself, getting yourself into a relaxed state where you're totally conscious. You're totally aware. You're not sleeping. You're not in like ayahuasca ville and you're like hallucinating all this stuff. You're just, it's literally like having this conversation right now, except your eyes are closed. You're a little bit more relaxed because what happens is when, when our eyes are closed and we're relaxed, now we're able to tap into the subconscious, which has all the memories. We just ask a series of questions to get to the root of whatever the thing is. And then it, it comes up and, and then we clear it. And then people, you know, they remove. Here's what happens, right? Let, let me give you another analogy. Imagine that um, we, we all see life through a certain lens, right? And let's imagine like this is my lens here. This is the, this is the, the aperture on my camera lens. Well, all I can see is what's in front of me here. Now, does that mean that everything out here is non-existent? No, it's all there. It's just that our limitations have set us to say, hey, this is all you're capable of. You're not good enough. You don't deserve this. So this is all we see. But as you start to remove those layers, you open up that, that aperture. All of a sudden, what happens is 
all the opportunities, the relationships, the good health, everything that's already there. Now you're just opening your mind to see it. And that's what really happens is when people remove these limitations, suddenly they start having opportunities come their way and, and the circumstances and events to, to lead them to create the lives that they want. So, um, yeah. And, and maybe at some point I'll share with you guys the, the whole sleep hypnosis story. Cause that's a, that's a very fascinating thing that almost defies science and, and logic. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's actually yeah. a good transition because Steven's a, a big Vikings fan. Okay. Minnesota Vikings. Are you Vikings fan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. Uh, I, I actually well, am. Much to our demise. I have the, <laughs> the place. For so I, I, I became a Vikings fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> much to our demise. Like we, you know, it's not, not the greatest thing to brag about, but it's something that we have in common. And I love what you said before, uh, just the awareness of opportunity. I mean, that's the hardest thing is for people to open up their minds. And if you can tap into that through hypnosis or whatever else you got, I mean, a pivotal moment that I had in my life was a year ago was a 90 minute breathwork class. And a lot of what you talked about kind of were some of the things that I experienced of tapping into the subconscious. It wasn't more so, uh, and you probably see this too. I know we talked a lot about trauma and early childhood and all that kind of stuff, but it was more so forward visions of what I think, like almost like seeing myself of what I should be that I'm not right now. So what do I got to do? And it kind of gave me a roadmap of building my life out and really just figuring out what do I want the rest of my life to look like? And those visions Mm -hmm. were so real. It was so wild. Um, And I would imagine being, you know, under hypnosis, you have those similar type of thoughts and visions and, and uh, actions that you want to put forth in a forward thinking way, as opposed to the past, but you probably have to work out your past first in order to take a step forward is what I'm assuming you're hearing yeah. from your, from your people. Do you call them patients or clients yeah, or what, who, what, 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 clients, do we, yeah. what do we call ourselves? Clients. Okay. Clients, yeah. Uh, yeah. And in Hawaiian spirituality, there's a saying first Noah, then Noho. And what that means is that first you have to clear your, 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 your stuff that's holding you back. And then we can focus on what we want to create in the future. Yeah. It's uh, one of my clients said it easily. He's like, first we subtract, then we add, because what happens a lot of times is if you get only focused on moving forward, moving forward, moving forward without clearing what, what you're holding on to is you end up actually delaying the time that you can get to the end result of, of the place that you're, you're heading. So it's, it's almost like, imagine if, you're, you're going through a hundred mile hike through the desert and you have two options. One option is you can carry a, a hundred pound backpack with you. And the other option is there's no hundred pound backpack. Well, who's going to win that race? Option yeah. number two, the guy that doesn't have the backpack. So uh, what we're doing by holding on to stuff is we're carrying that backpack of the childhood stuff, the high school stuff, the breakups, the family stuff, the, the, the anger, the violence or whatever. And we're just carrying it with us through life. So yeah, you could get to your ultimate destination without clearing stuff. It's just going to take you longer and be a lot more of an arduous uh, trek. So I don't know about you, but like, I just want to let go of that, let go of that BS and, and, and move forward, you know? Well, yeah, it's like you said, clearing out your operating system, clearing out those files so that way you can be as efficient as possible. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. But yeah, you can use hypnosis for both clearing and then getting very clear on what the vision is for the future and and essentially locking it in so deep in the subconscious that you become uh, passionate and obsessed with figuring out how to make it happen. Right. That's perfect. Let's let's talk about the sleep hypnosis a little bit and the epiphany that you had when working with a couple other clients and then developing the sleep hypnosis um, that you do have, I've used multiple of them. They are amazing. And it's, it's so interesting when you talk to other people that have actually done the sleep hypnosis and how, depending on your current state, the actual audio will change depending on what you need to clear. And it took Dom some figuring out after multiple, um, situations with feedback to come to this conclusion. So maybe talk a little bit about the client you're working with in the NFL and, and how the sleep hypnosis came about. Yeah. So I was working with, in, in 2021, I was working with a client and we started off in preseason and he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. He'd kind of rotate in a little bit here and there. But then about halfway through the season, he got his first opportunity to start. So naturally, your first NFL start, he was really nervous. He's so, you know, we got together for a weekly session. He's like, yo, man, like, 
if there's anything, any tricks up your sleeve, anything we haven't done yet, like we got to throw the kitchen sink at it right now. And whatever we've got to, you know, whatever, whatever else we haven't done, let's do it today. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take the play because when you're in the NFL, you got to, you want to do your best to memorize the playbook of the next upcoming opponent. So you can best predict what they're going to do. So what we did is we took the plays of the other team and we put it in a hypnosis recording. And then I had him just loop it throughout the night. Right. So he's hearing these plays over and over and over again. Now, what's funny is um, I didn't even know if it was going to work. I just said, you know, there's always the, the, the time where you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. We're going to find out, though. Right. There's always that moment for everything, even with when I first learned hypnosis, like I hope this works. Right. Um, and it's and it's also funny because. At that time, I'd been in, in hypnosis for two years and I never even believed in sleep hypnosis because I thought like, okay, dude, you're, you're blacked out, you're unconscious, you're sleeping. How is this actually going to help you? Like it didn't make any sense, uh, but I knew it wouldn't hurt. So I had him start listening to it. And then, so he listened to it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he went out and played on Sunday and then he messaged me after the game and he's like, dude, I have never been more in tune with what the other team was going to do. And he said, I was like, I knew what they were going to do before they did it. And, and he also had mentioned like, you know, this is his first start. He's not really like a leader on the team, but he just took that leadership role, like calling out plays. Hey, yeah, I don't know what they say, but like whatever, 42, blah, 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 you know, whatever. He started taking over that, that role on the defense because he had memorized the playbook essentially. That's crazy. So after that, I was like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, so that's after awesome. that, um, I, uh, I was like, okay, I guess it works. Right. So then maybe a couple of weeks or like a month later, I found this, uh, this video on YouTube and it was all about manifesting money and creating financial abundance. Right. So the video had like millions of views, uh, thousands of comments. And so my skeptical mind is kind of like, yeah, okay, sure. This is, this is, you know, I don't know. And again, I'm still, I'm a hypnotist, but I still like yeah. I'm skeptical about it. So I'm like reading all the comments and people are like, oh my God, dude, I started listening to this. And then in the week I made $10,000, I made 2000, you know, 500. I, I got a raise. I made 40,000 this month, the most money I ever made in my life. Just like literally just hundreds of comments like this. So I'm like, man, this dude. I'm ready, paid. Dom. Hypnotize me. Hit me, hit me up with <laughs> financial <laughs> dreams. Let's make this right? happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the sleep hypnosis for sure. Uh, but yeah, man. And, and, I, and I was like, this dude paid for bots. Like these are fake accounts. They're just commenting yeah. to make them look cool. So I started researching each individual comment and like damn near every single person had videos. They were real channels. So I was like, all right, I guess it is. I guess it's legit. So, and the other thing too, I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to be sleeping anyway. So who cares? Like I might as well, it's not like I, I got to take time out of my life. So I started listening to it on a Tuesday and by Sunday, we had our biggest uh, week ever at the time. It was like by 50%. I mean, like at the time, it was a lot of money. It's like 25 grand. I was like, holy shit, dude. I, I just, I literally had clients coming out of the woodworks to work with me. Now, this is all great and everything. The challenge was at the time, I didn't have a team like I do now of other therapists and salespeople and everything. And so it was good that I had all these new clients in, but I couldn't sustain that week after week after week. Like it was just, yeah, I, now you're drinking I was overwhelmed. Fire hose. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I actually, it was the sleep hypnosis was so powerful. I stopped listening to it. I was like, okay, I got, I got to get <laughs> caught up on this. So then maybe like a month went by uh, or so. And, uh, I had an epiphany and I was like, Oh dude, I'm a hypnotist. I know how to hypnotize people. The only thing I don't know how to do is put this eight hour track together and like put it on a, a thing so people can listen to it. And so I said, okay, I'm going to create my own sleep hypnosis, but I'm going to be very specific and I'm going to say, okay, yes, essentially I want to make more money, but I don't want to work more. You know, I want to work the same or less. That was my, that was my intention. That was my goal. So I, I, I tweaked the affirmation a little bit. And then I put it on my YouTube channel and same thing, dude, within a couple of days, people are like, oh my God, money's coming out of nowhere and deals are closing and I got a raise, just all this kind of stuff. Right. But then other people were saying that I got different feedback saying that they couldn't understand, like the, the, the recording was uh, corrupted and the, and the file was distorted and they couldn't understand it. 
So my initial thought was, oh, shoot, I must have messed something up on the tech side. And then I thought, okay, maybe I, because I made it with a MacBook, it doesn't work on Google phones or whatever. So I just kind of left it like whatever. So then um, what I started to do after that, because most of our clients are business owners, salespeople, executives, stuff like that. And all of us want to make more money, right? So when people came in our program, I started giving them this recording as part of their little homework assignment. Like, hey, listen to this every night, the whole thing. So same thing happened. People are getting great results. But then I had a client. Uh, she messaged me one day and she's like, Dom, I think something's wrong with the recording. And I said, uh, what's up? And she says, um, you know, I was listening to it for the first three days, but now I can't understand it. Like the file is corrupted. I, I, it's, it sounds like it's distorted. So I said, I've heard this before, screen record it, send it to me, I'll take a look. So she screen records it, sends it to me, I play it, and I can hear it perfectly fine, right? So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, right? Well, then an hour an hour goes by and she messaged me again. She's like, Dom, I think I'm going crazy. So what's going on? And she said, I just shared your recording with my partner. We're in the same exact room, listening to the same exact thing, and she can hear it perfectly fine, but I can't understand a word. She said, it sounds like holy it's in a different language. Crap. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, just like you, holy crap, what the, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> and so I said, okay, I don't know what's going on. Let's talk about it in our session next week. So we jump on zoom and I want to see it for myself. Right. So I share my, share my screen. I play the recording and sure enough, I can hear it as clear as you can hear me right now. And she can't understand a word she said it sounded like it was in Latin or something. Now she could read the captions on the screen, but it wasn't processing auditorily. So again, I didn't really know what was happening. I just went with my intuition and my instincts. And I said, okay, if she could hear it for the first couple of days and then she can't hear it, her mind must be blocking it out because it's afraid to manifest more money and to create more, more success. So I basically, I put her in hypnosis and I started asking her subconscious mind all these questions like, hey, why why are you not – basically what we said is, okay, the first part of it is large sums of passive money come to me. So we asked, hey, subconscious mind, why are you not letting me hear this part of the affirmation? And her mind was like, I'm afraid if I get large sums of money, I'll blow it. I'm afraid if I get large sums of money, my, 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 uh, my family will be jealous of me and they'll be envious of me. And I'll kind of get excommunicated from my little tribe, right? So there's all these fears and limiting beliefs. And then we go through one by one, we go through what I, what we talked about a little while ago, the genetic stuff, the zero to seven stuff, and we clear it out. And then 45 minutes later, I play the recording for her and then now she can hear it fine. <laughs> now, since then, this has literally happened to hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of people. It's, it's freaking insane. So, um, yeah, that's why I told you about that filter, right? Like it's mm. the same thing. We have this filter. It's not letting that, that not letting the, the, the affirmation sink in because they're afraid of success or, you know, whatever it may be. So did it ever distort on you, Phil? It did. It oh, distorted, it, it distorted on me. And after hearing that, because you, you laid that out in the training, I actually did some clearing and then after clearing could, could hear a crystal. It was bizarre. <laughs> so this is different than like, you know how you heard those, uh, what was that? Like Laurel and Yanni, Yanni. like Yanni or whatever, or like the, the white dress versus the brown and blue dress or whatever, like how people just pick things up. This yeah. is different, right? Those are like yeah, yeah, brain yeah. game type things. This is like, mm -hmm. I can't hear it because I'm not accepting it. So once I yeah. learn how to accept it, now I can hear it. Like I, it's, that's wild. Oh my Dude, gosh. it's crazy. I had a client, I've had multiple clients literally like they're in a room full of four, five, six people. And they're like, dude, tell me what this says. And every single person in the room can hear it. And they're like, I can't understand it. Now, what's also crazy, uh, which is a little bit different, but it's the same thing. <laughs> One day, so I do a group call on Mondays and I, and, I, and I help people like coaching and stuff like that. And one day I told a story about how my buddy passed away. And the whole, the whole purpose of telling the, this story was, about, um, it was about letting go of resentment and stuff like that. Because at one point my buddy and I had gotten to like, uh, an argument and then we weren't friends for a little while. Then we became friends. And then eight months later he died. Right. So what was interesting was I told the whole story of how it all happened. 
And then afterward, I had a client message me. She goes, oh my God, Dom, the craziest thing happened. I said, what's up? And she goes, as you were telling that story, she goes, as soon as you said, I picked up the phone and then my buddy, my, my buddy gave me the news. She goes, for the next 20 minutes, I couldn't understand a word you were saying. She's like, it sounded like you were underwater talking to me. Yeah. And she goes, not only that, after about 20 minutes, I was, I, I, I passed out. I was so tired. I fell asleep and she goes, I woke up and my phone was, my battery was completely drained. And she goes, I started off the call having hundred percent battery and my battery drained in, in the 30 minutes or whatever it was as we're on that call. So it's not only just like the money stuff and the sleep stuff, like her brain, that's what we call a non-confront. A non-confront is your mind doesn't want to confront what's there. So therefore you'll fall asleep. You'll distort it in your brain. You won't see it, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's not just the sleep hypnosis. It literally could just be the words that you're telling somebody doesn't compute in their mind or their mind doesn't want to compute it or accept it. So we talked a little bit about potentially dropping Steven into his first hypnosis here on the <laughs> podcast so the listeners can can get a glimpse of what it's like. Should we do that? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So here's the thing with hypnosis. Um, uh, you know, again, I talked about a little bit earlier how uh, when I went to the hypnosis show, I thought, oh, this is black magic or this guy has some control over him or, or, the, or him or her, the people on stage. And it's not. So all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And what that means is that if you don't want to be hypnotized, you won't be hypnotized. So the other thing is, again, it's self-hypnosis. So I'm just a guide. I'm just somebody taking you through the process. It's up to you to open your mind to, to do that. Now, I'll say as like a little side note, hypnosis is used in every single movie. It's used in the news, in the media. It's used in everything. Now, what happens is people are unconsciously being hypnotized, although they're not saying, hey, I'm I'm willing to be hypnotized right now. Just them watching the news or watching the movie, they're they're giving permission to be influenced by the, the, the television or whatever the case may be. So you can hypnotize people without their conscious awareness necessarily, but they have to be, there has to be some type of opening or some type of, Hey, I'm willing to do this, or I'm willing to listen to this person. Right now, if somebody goes, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be hypnotized. It's not going to work on me. It won't work. Now, the other thing is hypnosis is simply a process of using your active imagination. So you know, the most successful, it's funny because people will say, oh, only gullible people can be hypnotized. Oh, you have to be, you have to be weak minded. It's actually the exact opposite. Here's why. In order to do hypnosis, you have to have a, a powerful imagination. Well, guess what? The most powerful, successful people on planet earth have the best imaginations because in order for you to create the MacBook, create the iPhone, create a, build a casino, build a home, you have to have an imagination. That's not a normal imagination. You have to go, Hey, I want to create this in my life and it all starts here. And then we put it into action. So when we do this process, we're going to do, we're going to test how good your imagination is. And like I said, the better your imagination is, the more successful you're going to be in life. Because again, everything starts in our, in our mind. As a matter of fact, Man, the word really, imagine. You, you're huh? really putting me on the spot here, Dom. Uh, I'm going to have to yeah, try right. and open my mind up as much as possible. Up and say, hey, look, dude, <laughs> this is called a pre-frame. But here's the yeah. thing. Everything I'm saying is true. There's no, there's yeah. no, it, I'm, I'm, I'm shifting your perspective and going, he's right. Like, yeah, dude, the people that say, oh, I can't be hip. I'm not gullible. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't visualize this. I can't follow along. That's weak minded. It's a strong minded yeah. person goes, okay. I'm going to visualize the thing. I'm going to imagine the thing. I'm going to do the thing, right? Um, now, uh, what, what was I saying? Okay, we'll, we'll jump Whoa. in. So we're just going to use your imagination, okay? So first thing I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes. I want you to take a deep breath in and breathe out. Relax your mind, relax your body. Now, I want you to imagine in, are you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. Okay, I want you to imagine in your left hand is a lemon, okay? And it's a, it's a whole lemon. You can see the whole thing. It's, it's one piece altogether. And I want you to 
pretend or imagine like you can see the lemon in your left palm. Like literally you could, you could even keep your eyes closed, but like shift your head down. Like you're really wanting to look at this lemon. Yeah, there you go. And I want you to notice the texture of the lemon, all the little dimples and you know, the size, the shape, the color, notice the brightness, that bright yellow. And as you notice that, I want you to notice how, how it feels like, what's the weight look like, or what's the weight feel like? Just kind of like play with it in your hand a little bit. Just pretend like you can feel it there. Perfect. Now using your right hand, I want you to pretend or imagine like you have the sharpest knife on planet earth. Okay. So grab that knife, be careful. Okay. I want you to see the knife. You can see how shiny it is and how sharp the edges are. Okay. Now being careful, I want you to take your right hand and I want you to cut that lemon in half and just slowly cut it in half. And as you do, imagine the lemon as it separates into two pieces, you begin to feel the lemon juice start to drip down your palm, down your hand. It might even be running all the way down your forearm, kind of all the way down to your elbow and then it's dripping down. That's right. Perfect. Once you have it cut in half again, don't cut yourself. I want you to put the knife down. And then I want you to take one half of the lemon, put it to the side. So it's just one half only in your left palm. Perfect. Now I want you to look at it. And again, notice how it's glistening. The juices are flowing. And then, and notice that smell. What does it smell like, Stephen? Take a big whiff. Smell that zesty lemon smell. Just pretend like you can smell it. That's right. We all know what a lemon sm smells like, don't we? Yep. Now, I want you to imagine taking that lemon and I want you to take a giant bite. Pull it, put it up to your mouth and just sink your teeth into it and bite that sucker and just taste that disgusting lemon. Oh my God. It's like now you're salivating more. The lemon juice is running down your face. You can smell it. You can taste it. It's just disgusting. Perfect. All right. Now open your eyes. What's today's date? Uh, today is February 8, 9? Yep. Yes. February 8. 8. Yep. Now, what happened as soon as you took a bite out of lemon? How did your body react? Uh, well, it was very sour. Um, and sour, right? it just, yeah. 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 It just reacted that, like that it was a freaking now, here's, here's how powerful our imagination is. I, I had a client um, uh, tell me one day that uh, I told him a story about this one thing. And basically, I'll, I'll say it really quick. But um, I was watching this uh, show. It's called Tol Tulsa King. It's with Sylvester Stallone. He's like a mobster. He gets out of jail for 25 years in prison. And then he starts running, running, running his stuff in like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, one of the things he does is he goes to a um, he goes to like a weed shop. And he starts extorting the guy, right? So they go to a scene where Sylvester Stallone goes to the grower's um, farm and they're negotiating. And the guy serves them like, you know, cheese and crackers and jelly. And they're just kind of eating. And he's like, all right, you know, let's get to our negotiation. So the guy, the farmer hands him a joint and he goes, um, he goes, oh, no, man, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't uh, do business under the influence. And the guy looks at him. He says, oh, he looks at the jelly and he goes, ah. Uh, a little too late, right? So he had the 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 jelly was infused with marijuana. So then they cuts to a scene, <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone is in his Escalade, and he's in the back, you know, like a mobster, and he's puffing on a joint. Now I'm watching. I used to smoke a lot of weed back in the day. I haven't smoked weed in years, but I'm watching this, and I'm going, "Holy shit, dude!" Sylvester Stallone is like either he's really, really acting really, really good, or he's actually high right now. Like he was playing it off perfectly like just a uh he, he deserved an oscar for how good he was playing that he was high so in that moment i was lying in my bed and i said shoot i wonder what it'd be like if i just pretended i was high right now so i just like went back into my rolodex in my mind and i used my imagination and i went okay let me just imagine what it would be like to be high like sylvester Stallone." and i shit you not in 15 seconds i felt like i was high and I felt I was so high, I literally started getting paranoid and I started getting anxiety over nothing. I'm just lying in my bed. And for, for the next four or five minutes, I literally could not shake the feeling. Like I started to feel that feeling when you're high on marijuana. I was like, ah, oh, dude, I don't, I don't like this feeling. I just felt like, oh, get it, get it away from me. Right. So finally I like shook it off. 
Well, I was telling that story to a client and he goes, oh no, man, I believe you. He goes, I think he's allergic to bananas, if I remember correctly or something. And he goes, no, man, if, he goes, if I, if I even think about a banana, if I see a banana like on my phone and I look at it for too long, or there's a banana in the environment, he's like, my body will literally start to break out in hives as if I actually ate it, even though I did it. So that's how powerful our imagination is, is it could literally, we could trick ourselves into being sick, right? So now here's the next step. <laughs> we're going to do an exercise called uh, magnetic hands. Okay. And again, we're using your imagination. Now, uh, there's a, a famous quote that Yoda says, which I used to say incorrectly. I used to say, there is no try. There's only do or do not. What's the actual saying, Phil? Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. So what does that mean? Dom got a lot of feedback on that on this last event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, do or do not. There is no try. What does that mean? We either do something or we don't do it. There's no try. And, and literally the word try means to not do, right? Now, if you're saying, hey, I'm going to try this thing, that's different. You're going to like taste something. But when, when it, you know, you ever have somebody go, you invite them to a party or dinner. And they're like, yeah, I'll try to be there. You know, they're not coming because they're literally telling themselves at a subconscious level to not do the thing, right? So keep that in mind. So here's what I want you to do, uh, Stephen. I want you to put your hands out in front of you like this, okay? And yeah, perfect. And I want you to stare at the space in between your hands. You can spread them out a little bit further. Yeah, not too far, just like about right, sorry, like right about there. Cool, put, put your hands up to the screen, I can't really see. Uh, just, yeah, so that they're right in between. There we go. Perfect. Right. So I want you to stare at the space between your hands. And as you stare at the space between your hands, I want you to pretend or imagine like your hands are the two most powerful magnets in the world. And as you're imagining those most powerful magnets in the world, your hands will begin to twitch. And as your hands begin to twitch, they're going to want to move closer and closer together. Because remember, these are the two most powerful magnets in the world. And that's what magnets do. Magnets are attracted to each other. That's right. So as you're sitting there listening to my voice, staring at the space in between your fingers, you're going to notice that magnetic pull is getting stronger and stronger, stronger and stronger. And those hands are going to want to come together. And whenever those hands come together, you can go ahead and interlace your fingers and go ahead and just keep your hands up and close your eyes and go all the way down, all the way down. That's right. And as you close your eyes and as those hands come together, you're going to notice your hands are completely stuck together because remember, these are the two most powerful magnets in the world. And that's what magnets do. Magnets get stuck together. Now, not yet, but in a moment, you're going to open your eyes. And when you open your eyes, I want you to stare directly at your hands. So go ahead and open your eyes. As you open your eyes, as you stare at your hands, you're going to notice your hands are completely stuck together. It's as if they're one whole piece, because remember, these are the two most powerful magnets in the world. And that's what magnets do. Magnets get stuck together. And as you're sitting there listening to my voice, you're going to notice the magnetic pull is getting stronger and stronger, tighter and tighter, tighter and tighter, tighter and tighter. That's right. Now, not yet, but in a moment, I want you to try and separate them. But I only want you to try and separate them when you are certain you will not be able to. So go ahead and try and separate them and you will find that you cannot. And you can try and try and try, but your hands are completely stuck together. Wonderful. Now go ahead and stop trying and keep your hands stuck together and close your eyes again. As you close your eyes, you notice that magnetic feeling begins to flow from your hands, goes all the way up your arms, all the way up your chest, all the way down to your ass. And now your ass becomes a magnet that's completely magnetized to your chair. I want you to imagine your chair is like a, a steel plate. And as you do, you'll notice that your entire body is becoming magnetized to the chair. It's getting stuck to the chair because remember, this is the most powerful magnet in the world and it's magnetized to the steel chair. Now, not yet, but in a moment, I want you to try to stand up. I only want you to try to stand up when you are certain you will not be able to. So go ahead and try to stand up and you will find that you cannot. And you can try and try and try, but no matter how hard you try, you are completely stuck to the chair. Now, Stephen, go ahead and stand up and open your hands and open your eyes. And stand up, open your hands, open your eyes. All right. 
Separate your hands. And go ahead and sit back down. What's five times five? 25. All right. So that, my friend, is what hypnosis feels like. Now, if we're doing like an actual session, we're clearing stuff, it's a little bit different, but it's the same process of just relaxing our body. Now, describe what you felt as we went through the process of the hands and the body and everything. What, what happened there? Well, I'll go back even to the lemon thing. Uh, just the, the picking up of the knife and cutting through the lemon was so real to me. That was one of the weirdest mm -hmm. things. Like I, I, did, I couldn't quite see it perfectly clearly, but I could almost feel uh -huh. the pressure when I put down the knife to cut through it. I could feel the pressure of the lemon back into my palm, which was wild. Um, uh -huh. And then obviously biting into it was nasty. Um, I don't put lemon in my water, so that was a a, a, not a fun one for me, but I will say the, 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 uh, the magnet thing with the hands, like right when it started the magnet, like coming closer together and you're like, you'll start feeling before you said, you'll start feeling them shake. They, they were starting to like, just, it was weird. It was, it was very strange. So, uh, I feel after the lemon and after now, I felt a sense of calmness after the entire experience. Yeah. More so than yeah, yeah. even being on this pod. Like I've done how many episodes now, Phil, that we've done together and usually generally pretty calm and off the cuff. But uh, there's always a little bit of like nerves, like, oh, what are we talk about? Or it's just chat or whatever. Right. right after it's like nothing else else mattered. It was like super calm and like let it was cool. It was a good, neat experience. It's all good, right? Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of break down a little bit what happened. So when you put your hands out in front First, I have to get compliance. So I got to make sure that you're going to follow along. And if you don't, there's certain things to do to kind of get compliance. But um, when you when we when we stare at a point, what happens is we go into trance. And the reason why is because when our when, when our eyes are moving all around and we're scanning our environment, our brainwave cycles are in overdrive, just like right. So we're scanning our environment. Uh, we're not really relaxing and tapping into the subconscious. So when we stare at a point. Suddenly, we're not uh, we're not um, process, processing as much data, so that allows our, our, our mind to relax a little bit. So, as you do that, I begin to tell you at a subconscious level that your hands are magnets. Now, again, you know what that means, so naturally, your hands are going to want to come closer together, right? Then I have you close your eyes, which puts you deeper in a trance, and you open your eyes. And then I said a key word. Remember what I said? Yoda said, "Do or do not. There is try. no try." Yeah, I said try to open your hands, try and try and try. So when we tell ourselves to try, I, what happened is you were paralyzed at a subconscious level. Your mind was just like, okay, don't do it essentially. Right. And then I had that feeling go down into your, into your butt, into the chair and make you feel stuck in the same thing. Try and try and try. Now, as soon as I say, Hey, stand up, open your hands. Now you can do it because I'm no longer telling you to try. I'm just telling you to do it again. There's do, do or do not. There is no try. So that's why that process uh, works so effectively. You know, and, and what I found was interesting too, when you said your hands are magnets, how I was uh, looking at it was, you know how when you have two magnets and they come close to each other, they can't touch, they kind of like wrap around, right? Yeah, like they the can't quite because they're yeah. the same. Yeah, so I, yeah. my hand, when you said magnets, I felt that at first, right? Like I was like, I can't mm -hmm. get them to get, like they were closing in, but I couldn't get them to. And then I realized what you're saying is like these magnets become tight and then open my mind up to like, okay, now it's, and then I couldn't release them. Like I couldn't pull them together right, right. without recognizing that I needed to do that. Yeah. It was neat. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a, we have a convert. This is, this is amazing. Yeah, we we'll, up. we'll see you in April. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So, so on that note, yeah. How, how do, how do people find you? How do they get in touch with you? What are you doing? Um, can they like connect with you? Email, call, social media? Might be one of the easiest jobs? guys to find on the internet. <laughs> I saw you yeah, got like yeah. 120,000 followers on Instagram. So you're a very popular guy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you could go on Instagram. So right now, as, as of the making of this podcast, every Saturday, I do a free live hypnosis session where I take people through these exercises. We actually do a full like 30 minute session uh, to help people break through their limiting beliefs in, in whatever area of life. So if they want to improve their relationships, they want to get in the gym, get healthy, all that, or make more money, take action. They, they have something they're afraid to do, whatever it is. Um, 
uh, I hypnotize them to break through those limiting beliefs and then, and then also, also get you excited and passionate and like reignite the feelings of, Hey, here's where my life, I want my life to be one year, five year, 10 years in the future. And when people come out of that hypnosis session, they're, they're, they're freaking fired up because they're ready to go out and make what they visualize in the hypnosis and actual uh, reality. So for anybody who wants to experience that, you can go to uh, my Instagram and just go on there, log on. I'm, I'm not going to do it forever. So maybe you're watching this in a couple months and it's not there, then it is what it is. Um, and then uh, we're, we do events every, we're doing them every quarter now. We're, we're coming up on our third event, uh, April 26th through the 28th. So once you go and you log in for all that stuff, you get our email list, you get all the all the materials if you want to come and bring a guest. And, and uh, yeah, at the live events we do, we blow people's minds. Just one thing after another, everybody, uh, everybody loves it. So yeah, and it's going to keep growing and getting bigger and bigger and better and better. So it's an incredible event. Uh, you're an incredible coach and hypnotist, and I can't thank you enough for joining us here today and all the work that we've done together. Thank you. And uh, that's a wrap. We'll uh, link to the show notes so everyone can follow Dom and get connected if you'd like to. And we'll be at, back at you again next week on the Success Flow Podcast. Thank you, guys. 